Hey everybody, this is Pastor Court Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 8. It's good to see all of our visitors in the house, guests. Thank you so much for being here. It's good to see my friend, my buddy, my gym partner, Adrian, over there. I see you making me nervous up here. It's good to see you. Good to have you in the house. And then it's good to have Brother Tommy's brother in the house. He is my personal guard today. If you have not met Brother Tommy's brother, you need to meet him. And you can see he's, his muscles got muscles. And so he promised me he would keep me safe today. Second Chronicles chapter 12, starting in verse 8, says this. For this, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in my infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and precautions and distress for, in, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. See, it was several months ago, actually probably about a year ago, I... I was hearing someone speak and they made the comment, weak and strong, and I immediately went, I wrote it down in my notes and went, that is just, just doesn't make sense to me. I kind of let it sit there for a while and it come to my mind in this last week and begin to speak to me. And so if it's okay, I just want to preach to myself today. If it's just for me, it's just for me, but I'm, I'm going to preach a message weak, but still strong, weak but still strong. Would you just raise your hands? Lord, I pray that your spirit would flow through this house from the front to the back to each side. God, I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds, God. I pray that, God, before we leave this place, we can say we met with you and we felt your spirit. We thank you, God, for your love, your mercy, your grace, and we thank you for your strength. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Someone say in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. You know, when I read through the Bible, there are uh, statements uh, that we see and we read in the Bible that seem to be contradicting. To be honest, to unbelievers, it may sometimes make sense, but even mainly to unbelievers, it definitely does not make sense. But I've noticed sometimes I read them even as a believer and I still look at it very confused. These statements seem to be conflicting to the natural mind. I'll give you an example. The Bible alludes to the fact that even in our sufferings, we can be joyful. 
Peter said, but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. Am I the only one that read that and go, what? You're telling me you want me to rejoice in sufferings. How can a person find their joy in a time of suffering? In a time of pain? In other words, the scripture is telling you that even in your sorrow, you can still have joy. So you're telling me that when life's uncertainty hit my family, when life's circumstances tend to come at me, when I had to face the agony of losing my loved one, when a catastrophic event that alters my life forever, you're telling me that when I feel grief and sorrow, somehow I can still have joy. See, suffering and joy to me, and maybe I'm the only one in the house, they just seem so far away from each other. You see, Paul alludes that in 1 Thessalonians, that in our grief, we can still be hopeful. You're telling me that in my grief, when the ties of life uh, tend to pour over me, when I feel like I'm at my weakness, uh, somehow in my grief, that's your word, uh, says uh, your grief, I can still be hopeful, but grief and hope seem so far away. Am I the only one in the house? You see, we like to use these phrases as Christians that, You can be poor, but you're still rich. What? Has anybody read that in their Bible before? Anybody ever heard that before? You're saying I'm poor, but I'm really rich. Sounds like a pyramid scheme. (laughs) I just got in trouble by somebody in the house. I'm preaching to myself. Remember that. Don't take it personal. You see, we can find a homeless person in Atlanta living in a tent and having nothing in their name. But we would say that if you're homeless, living in a tent with nothing in your name, as long as you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, as long as you are baptized in the name of Jesus, we would say you may be poor, but you're rich. But you know, rich and poor just seem so far away. Is that someone ever told you that you can find peace in the midst of your storm? Brother Rob, have you heard that? Peace? I've never been in a a storm outside and just went, wow, it is so peaceful right now. A Cat 4 hurricane is coming to Florida. It shall be peaceful. No, but we as believers say, well, you can find peace. In the midst of your storm. Does that just not sound crazy to you? How can I find peace in the midst of my storm? They just seem so far away from each other. 2 Corinthians 6 and 10. This one got me when I read it yesterday. It said, as sorrowful, but always rejoicing. As poor, but maketh many rich. As having nothing, But yet, possessing, I'm reading out of your Bible, okay? Having nothing, but yet possessing everything. 
Paul could have chose, when I read this, I don't think Paul could have chose any more opposite words to go beside each other. It's one extreme to the other, but that's what our Bible says. How can one be sorrowful but rejoice? How could one be poor but be rich? How? I look at it and it seems to be confusing to me. How can one find peace in the midst of the storm? I'm here to tell you today, I can't explain it. I don't know how to impart it to you today, but somehow as a woman and a man of God, I can find find joy in the midst of my sorrow. I can find peace in the midst of my storm. Somehow I can have nothing, but somehow possess everything. I can't explain it to you today, but the only thing I can say is I know the one that can make it possible because the same word that says all of that says with God, nothing is impossible. Yeah. You see, I, I don't want you to think, I, I'm not in the Word, I'm in the Word here, but in the natural world, has anybody in the house ever been served a hot and cold cup of coffee? No. My wife loves coffee. I am too young for coffee, okay? I don't drink it yet. One day I will mature and be as old as my wife, and I'll drink coffee. But I don't drink coffee. But we go through the drive-thru and they want to know, do you want it hot or cold? Because you can't get a hot, cold cup of coffee. It's either hot or it's cold. Right? You know, if I had Brother Tommy's brother come up here and you would see the muscles that have the muscles. <laughs> ripping out of that shirt right now. Size extra small. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Man, I'm having a good time right now. If I, if I brought him up here right now and he flexed and made Adrian blush, and if I described him and said, this man right, ha right here is scrawny and tall, you would look at me like I'm crazy. Because he's not scrawny and he's also not tall. How many know Brother Brian and that we miss Brother Brian? They went on a vacation. I don't know when he's coming back. I guess he's vacationing the rest of the year. How many know Brother Brian? Raise your hand. You know Brother Brian Hewling. Brother, Brother Brian Hewling, if you don't know him, he is a very small and short man. In fact, the other day we went shopping and I, I went to the section smaller and shorter. No. You know Brian. Brian is anything but small and short. He is tall and he is a big man. We got to go shopping in the taller and the bigger section. Right? Two different uh, spectrums. We have uh, joy and we have sorrow. That's what our Bible says. The truth is, in the natural world, uh, you cannot be tall and short at the same time. You cannot be big and small at the same time. If you want your coffee, it's either hot or it's cold. And in the natural world, that is where it's at. But let me quickly get to my message today. Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said this, and put it up on the screen. 
screen, uh, starting in verse 8. It says, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Uh, and he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, uh, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I read that again, and I go, I don't understand what you mean by strength uh, and weakness. He said, but therefore I will glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon thee. Therefore I pleasure in my infirmities, and reproach, and the necessities, and, and persecutions, and distress in Christ's sake. He said, for when I am weak... You see, anybody in the house uh, consider themselves weak? You don't have to raise your hand, but you can just think about it. Uh, Paul said, for when I am weak, then I am strong. How can you be weak? And how can you be strong at the same time? It doesn't make sense to me, but Paul said, when I am weak, when, I'm at, when I am at my lowest point, when I feel like I can't make another day, when I don't know what my tomorrow looks like, when my soul feels like a desert, when I feel like I've lost all my strength, he said, but when I am weak, then I am strong. See, it makes no sense to me. One would say that's impossible for a person to be weak and to be strong at the same time. And in the natural mind, that is so. But the statement can't be made in the supernatural mind. Come on, somebody. How many know we live not just in the natural, but we also live in the supernatural? And I come to preach to someone today, and his name just might be John Canarium. But you may feel discouraged today, but you're still strong. You're so may feel like a desert but you're still strong you may feel like you can't make it another day but you're still strong because Paul said when I am weak when I'm at my lowest point I'm still strong I'm still strong you see, I wish you would hear me today. You don't have to wait for the storm, the end, for you to get your strength back. You don't have to wait for the problems, the past, for you to get your strength back. Because when I'm weak in the flesh, I'm strong in the spirit. I may be weak. And I'm here to tell you today, I feel weak today. I'm just going to be transparent with you. I felt weak for quite some time. But the Lord encouraged me this week and said, John, though you're weak, then you'll be strong. You see, in the book of Samuel, am I okay? Y'all all right? In the book of Samuel, Samuel the prophet anointed David to be king. How many remember that? See, what, some of us, when we read through there, you may not fully understand what is going on, but he was to take the place of King Saul, who was rejected of God, right? But there were some logistics that had to take place before David could be king over all of Israel. Did you know that Israel was split into two regions? When Saul died, the southern part anointed David to be king. The northern part anointed Ishmasheth to be king. 
And there was this continued battle going between these two people, the north side and the south side. And David knew it was God's will, and God anointed him to be king over not just one side, but he was to be king over both sides. And he understood that. And one day, it looked like that would come to pass. The two sides always seemed to be battling against each other. But one day, one of the generals came and talked to David's general and said, or actually came and talked to David and said, listen, we can work this thing out. But let's go ahead and do this. And David was relieved. He was like, this is it. This is exactly what I hoped for. This is, this is exactly what God said. This is the anointing that I was anointed to be king. This is going to happen. But we read the plan was sabotaged because David's general was upset and killed Abner, who was Ishbosheth's general. And Abner was the one that came and tried to get everything working together, get everybody united. And so when David thought everything was about to work out, it seemed like everything was not about to work out. Has anybody ever been there before? David thought, this is what God wants. And then the next day you're going, God, what are you doing? Because I know what you said before, but I'm standing in reality right now, and it does not make sense. And so David was excited. David was like, that's it. I'm about to be king. But then all of a sudden it got sabotaged, and we see that everything did not work out. But in 2 Samuel chapter 3, and verse 39, Brother Kingston, help me out here. David said this. He said, I am this day weak. Though anointed king. Oh my God, that's such a powerful statement. Uh, David said, I may be weak, but I'm still anointed. <laughs> oh, such a profound statement. Uh, even though David was weak, uh, he was still anointed king. Uh, Y'all are not with me yet, and I need you to jump with me quick. Uh, did you hear that? Uh, David's weakness uh, did not take away his anointing. Uh, David's weakness uh, did not take away his calling. I'm going to let you catch up here. I need somebody in the house to hear me. You may have walked into this building weak, but you're still anointed. You may have walked in this building not knowing which way to go, but you're still a child of God. You're still anointed. You're still a man of God. You may be weak, but you're anointed. You may be weak, but you're still strong. Yeah, you may be weak, but you're still strong. I'm here to tell you the devil may be tormenting some of you in this room and reminding you that you are weak, reminding you that you feel like you can't make it another day. But I wonder, would you just remind the devil that I'm still anointed, I'm still called, I'm still chosen, I'm still a child of God. I wish some of you would remind the devil uh, that you, are, you may be weak in this room. Uh, you may feel like you ain't got no strength, uh, but even a weak person can be strong. Uh, even a child of God that is weak uh, can still be strong. Uh, I may be weak, but I'm anointed. I may be weak, but I'm still the king. Uh, I may be weak, but God's got a plan. Uh, I may be weak, uh, but somehow uh, I feel some strength coming in me right now. Uh, somehow when I get around the believers, uh, I may be weak, uh, but strength uh, is in the house. I may be weak, 
Oh, man, I want to encourage a parent in this house. I, I felt led to do this, and I don't know where you're at. But I just want to encourage some parents in the house as the youth pastor that let you know you may feel like all hell has broke loose into your home. And you feel like you are weak and you don't have control. But I'm here to tell you, you may be weak, but you're still the mother and the father that God put over that home. You may be weak, but mama, keep praying. Mama, keep believing. I may be weak, but I'm strong. I'm strong. Oh, my God. I may be weak. I don't even feel like I'm doing a good job today, but I pray that somebody is hearing the word. It may be simple, but somebody needs to hear the word of God today. Amen. Joshua chapter 14 and verse 11. This got me. I'm still talking to the parents in the house. This scripture God gave me today for you. Actually, yesterday. He gave it to me yesterday for you. Joshua said this. He said, I am strong. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm as vigorous to go into battle now as I am then. I just want to talk to some parent and I want to talk to some saint. You walked into this room weak and you don't know what you're going to do. But I hear Joshua saying, I'm as strong today as I was then. I may feel weak but I, and I may feel feeble, but I'm here to tell you today, I am still strong. Because even in my weakness... Even in my weakness, then I am strong. You may be weak, but I'm here to tell you, you can still walk up to this altar and lay your hands on somebody and they can still be healed. Yes. Man, someone needs to hear me today. You may be weak, but you can still lead your children in your home. You may be weak, and you don't know what you're going to do, man of God. But I'm here to tell you, God's still got an anointing on you. God's still got a calling on you. You may feel weak. You may feel out. You may feel like giving up. But David said, even when I was weak, then I was strong. Then I was strong. See, some of you just need to square your shoulders up and look at the devil and say, listen, I may be weak in this moment, but you don't understand in my weakest moment, God is making me strong. How many know the devil likes to attack you in your weakest moments? I'm here to tell you, devil, come attack me in my weakest moment. Come on, buddy. You can attack me in my weakest moment because when I'm weak, then I'm strong. It's almost like I'm Popeye putting down the spinach when I'm weak. I need somebody to hear me when I'm weak. I'm strong. But the devil wants you to think when you're weak, you're still weak, and that's all you're ever going to be is weak. But devil, I got something for you today. I'm weak, but I'm anointed. I'm weak, but I'm called. You see, have you ever talked to somebody, and they give you a positive, and then they go with a butt, and you're like, oh, what's the butt? Well, devil, let me tell you, I'm weak, but I'm strong. I'm weak, but I'm anointed. I'm weak, but I'm called. Yes, devil, get your hands off my kids. You're trying to attack my kids in my weakest moment. You're trying to attack my home in my weakest moment. But I'm here to tell you, even in my weakest moment, I'm strong. I'm strong. You see, many of you, I, I, I'm hurrying. I'm, I'm not going to be much longer. Many of you heard about the hurricane that hit New Orleans this year. It was a Cat 4 hurricane, right? When I read it, it said it, it stayed nearly 16 hours as a hurricane over Louisiana and Mississippi. 
that storm eventually weakened from a cat four to a tropical storm. You see the problem, I need you to hear me today. The problem with many cities and towns that are not on the coast is when a hurricane comes through, it eventually weakens to a tropical storm, right? But we spend days and days here in the news talk about cat one, now a cat two, now cat three. Cat five is destroying the whole world, right? And we're hearing that, hearing that, hearing that. And then eventually we hear where they say, it's down to a tropical storm. And when I've heard cat five destroy world and I hear tropical storm, I go, hey kids, we can go out and swim now. We're good, right? It's just a tropical storm, right? Well, I read one writer, he feared that. He feared that in his town, the storm was coming through. And everybody was like, it's okay. We don't need to board up anything. It's just a tropical storm. And he wrote this article, and as soon as I read it, it grabbed my attention. He said, I just want everybody to know. And he titled it, weak, but still strong. In other words, he wanted everybody in his town to understand, you may think the storm is weak, you, you may think that you're okay, but you need to take heed, because in all tents of our purposes, this storm may be weak, but it's still strong. It, it may look weak, but it's still strong. And God told me that is my job today, is to come into this house and let you know today, and to encourage somebody today, you may feel out, you may feel depressed, you you may feel weak, but I'm here to tell you, you're weak, but you're still strong. Weak, but I'm still strong. I still got a praise in my lips. I still got to worship because I'm weak, but somehow I'm strong. Somehow I'm strong. Yeah. Help me out, Brother Kingston, Joel chapter 3, 9 and 10. When I read this, I just got up and started running around in my office because it was speaking to me. That's what I'm telling you. I'm preaching to John today. Joel said this. He said, proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty man. And when I read up, wake up the mighty man, I would still be sleeping right now. If we said, Cody, go to Truth Chapel, wake up all the mighty men. I don't feel so mighty right now. I feel weak right now. And so I'm still sleeping. But he said, wake up the mighty man. But let the men of war draw near. Let them come down. Beat their plowshares unto the sword. And let their prongs hooks unto the spears. And then he said this. He said, but if that doesn't include all y'all. He said, let me just go ahead and get everybody in here. He said, let them weak say I am strong let the weak get up and say I'm strong sometimes as a child of God you got to be just like David and get up and encourage yourself and say I may feel weak but I'm still strong I may feel out but I'm still in the game because I'm weak but I'm still strong weak but I'm still strong oh my god Come on, would someone just raise your hands in this room? 
Come on, when someone begin to talk to God, I, I feel just a little pause right now. Someone needs a heed to the word right now. You felt like you were out. You felt discouraged. You felt depression. But I'm here to tell you, you're still strong. You're still a mighty man. You may not label yourself as a mighty man, but you're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God. You may be weak, but you're strong. Paul said, I, I take pleasures in my infirmities and reproaches and necessities and precautions in distress for Christ's sake. He said, for when I'm weak, then. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? When I'm weak, then I'm strong. It might just be in our weakest moments that we are our strongest. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say one of those comments that believers say that you go, what? That don't make sense. It might just be in our weakest moments that we are our strongest. You see, when you are strong, you're relying on your own strength. I can do it. I know what I'm doing. I got this. When you try to parent by yourself without God, you realize, you, and you, you got enough strength, you're like, I can do this. I, I can do it. But when you're weak, you see, that's when God's got to step in. Are y'all getting what I'm saying now? You see, when I'm weak and I don't have any personal strength in the tank and I feel like I can't make it on my own, that's when God steps in. It's almost as if when you become a believer, God gives you gap insurance. You see, the, all the car salesmen know what gap insurance is, and they want to charge me $2,000 for when I wreck it, and they know that I'm already overvalued. They, their, their insurance will fill in the gap, right? But when God gives you gap insurance, when you've done all that you can do, when you know all that you know to do, and you still feel weak, God fills the gap. That's why Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm strong. Because it ain't my strength, but it's his strength. And that's why I am the strongest. Strongest when I'm the weakest because I got no strength in me. But God is still on the throne, Sister Ginger. God still knows what he's doing. And so, Brother Miller, I can say, though I am weak, I'm still strong. Though I'm weak. Though I feel like I can't even, I don't know about you, but there are mornings in this last week I didn't even know I could get out of bed. But though I was weak, somehow, Brother Tommy, I got up and said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. There were days I just prayed, God, let somebody call me. God, would somebody care about me? But when I got up, the Lord began to fill me with strength. It wasn't somebody else's strength, and it wasn't my own strength. But when I was weak, when I was weak, when I was weak, I'm preaching to somebody. I feel it right now. I feel the release. I came in with a burden, and I'm starting to feel it shift. Because when I was weak, when I was down and out, when I didn't know what to do, somehow, somehow I was strong. I can't explain it to you. All I know is somehow the strength of God, the gap insurance that I got that I didn't even know I had, just begin to feel me. I was down and out, but somehow I'm alive. I thought I was going to die, but I'm still here. Oh, 
I didn't think I could make it, Brother Fred, but I'm still here. Why? Because when I was weak, when I was out, when the devil attacked me, I was strong. I was strong. You see, 2 Corinthians 4 and 8 says, we are troubled on every side. Oh my God, just read it behind me. We are troubled on every side. I look to the left, to the right, in front of me. All I see is trouble. Yet not distressed. We are perplexed. Yet not in despair. Persecuted. But not forsaken. Cast down. But not destroyed. I just feel like I wish somebody would stand up. I don't know why you're still sitting. I wish somebody could walk around and say, well, I may be down and out, but I'm still here. (laughs) I'm still here. I may be weak, Brother Cody, but I'm still strong. I'm still a mighty man. I'm still anointed. I'm still called. Because when I'm weak, when I'm weak, he makes me strong. You can be seated. I'm going to get five more minutes. Just give me five minutes. Am I okay? I talked to a gym trainer, Brother Adrian, Pastor Adrian, Elder Adrian over there. We're going to get him in something here. He told me that. If I wanted to cut all the fat I had on my body, (laughs) that it started with my diet, I immediately punched him in his face. That was one of those statements that I didn't quite get. You know, I'm weak and strong, cut fat, diet, come on, dude. Really? That's what I got to do? He said, John, it's in your diet. He said, we can put together a plan for, you know, like $700,000, you know, and you're just going to tell me eat chicken and rice. Stay away from the pizza and burgers. You can cash at me $700. Danny's one of those guys. Are you a trainer? Tra- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He said, if you want to cut the fat, it's about your diet. And he said, we can put a plan together. And He said, but I need you to understand that when you're cutting, you're going to feel weak. <laughs> Am I right, Brother Cody? He said, when you're cutting, you're going to feel weak. But he said, don't be discouraged. He said, you're, you know, when you're bulking, it may be different. But when you're cutting, he said, you're going to feel weak, but keep pushing. Because though you feel weak, that doesn't mean you are weak. It doesn't mean that you're out. It doesn't mean that you lost all your gains. It doesn't mean that. It's just you're cutting right now. And though you feel weak, you're still strong. Just keep pushing. You see, there's people in this room that you don't feel strong. You feel weak. You felt like giving up. You felt like walking away. Some of you even questioned if you were going to come today. There are people watching on this live stream that didn't come today because they couldn't find the strength to walk through the doors. Because they feel so weak. But I'm here to encourage you today that you may feel weak. 
you may have felt like giving up. You have may have felt like you can't make it another day, but I'm here to tell you that there are strength in your weakness. I need you to hear me. It's simple, but if you could just get this concept. There is strength in your weakness. Is there anybody in the house who can just say, you know, I just felt weak this past week. <laughs> I felt like giving up. I already see the hedge just nodding, couldn't even control yourself. I feel weak, and it's in those times that I don't know what to do. But God wanted me to tell you that even though you're weak and you feel out, some of you don't even feel like you're anointed anymore. You don't even feel like, am I even a child of God right now? Why? Some of you are even questioning, am I even supposed to be in church right now? I mean, like, what, what is the use? I feel so down. I feel so depressed. Listen, I'm here to tell you, let me be transparent to you today. I have felt it. Not knowing what day to get up. In the weakness. I'm going to brag on my wife if that's okay. You see, we've been in this pandemic for, it's actually just come up on a year and a half since the first we shut everything down. Can you believe that? One year and a half. But yesterday, brother Steve Eberhardt took me to the Georgia game. If you're from Arkansas, we'll pray for you later. But I stood in the stadium with 93,000 people, arm to arm, packed. There wasn't a seat open. Everybody was cheering on their team. There I was standing there, and I started looking around, and I'm like, man, this feels like normal world. This is the first time I've been around 93,000 people at one time. But you know, my wife faces the opposite. I want to thank all the nurses that have been on the front line during this pandemic. Thank you so much for everything that you have done. And so while I'm living in the world that seems to be getting back to normal, she's living in the world that is still the 1% that is less, a little bit less than 1% that is dying. See, we've learned to live with it, but our frontline workers are dealing with it every day. And why I'm in the stadium jumping up and down, shouting for that block punt that Georgia did. My wife is in the hospital dealing with patients that are not making it. And in that time, there's just been a, a weakness I've seen that she's felt so weak. She'd come home, and I tried my best to encourage her and lift her up because, please, I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad or anything, but, you know, she goes to work, her three days of work, and then, then she tries her best to be off during church on Sunday and Wednesday, and so she gives her all at work, and then she comes to the church, and many of y'all, if you wonder where Tiffany is, she's probably in that corner or in that corner, and she has about two or three girls lined up about to pour everything onto her. And that's what she's, she's good at that. She's good at counseling. She's good at talking, and she wants to do that. And she tells every girl, if you need me, I'm here for you. But she gives and gives and gives. And with that, I've seen many days she come home and I just see her and she just looks so weak. The other day she came home though and I don't know if it strengthened her, but it strengthened me. Because sometimes I don't know the words to say. I, I'm not living in the world that she's living with. Though I have gone through my problems and felt my weakness, I, I can't quite understand really what she's going through. And she came home and told me a story. And, 
she just got to go up and go to work every day. And some days are better than other days. I can kind of tell how she gets up and how she starts her day. Is this a good day, a bad day, a weekday, or is she feeling a little bit more encouraged? But she goes to work most of the time. It's more of a down day of knowing what she's going to have to face. How many people am I going to have to code today? How many people are going to die? How many families am I going to have to hear ball? And it's not just an elderly person. There's people 34, 35, 36, people my age that are laying there dying from this virus. One day she walked in and she tried to give herself a little pep talk on, okay, I got I to gotta be there for these people. And she never wants to walk into a room in a weak moment, looking weak. And she walks into the room very strong. And she walks in and she walked into the, one of the rooms. And, and, and though deep down she felt weak, she was trying her best to put her best face on. And, and she pulled the curtain and she said, hello, how are you doing? My name is, T-. and before she could really even get out what she was going to say to the lady, the lady said, you're a woman of God, aren't you? she said yes ma'am I go to church I, I, she said you pray yes I pray she said I know it she said because before you walked in angels came in before you <laughs> that's what I'm talking about gap insurance when I'm weak somehow I'm still strong when I'm out, somehow, come on, you can stand with me. I'm, I'm finishing real quickly. She said, angels walked in. I felt the angels. I'm going to be okay today. It's just not your strength, Miss Tiffany, but there's some other people around you. You see, I just wanted to encourage somebody. When you wake up, remind yourself it ain't just you walking outside, but God is encamped the angels around you. And when I feel like I'm in my weakest moment, yet I'm strong. (laughs) I'm going to end with this, Exodus chapter 12, or Exodus chapter 1. But I kind of preached this this, this story many times. I'm going to end with this, I promise. But we all know the children of Israel were in Egypt, and they became slaves, and the Pharaoh there that did not know Joseph became to come at them. And the Bible says that a new king arose that did not know Joseph. and They afflicted them and they impressed them, right? They, they, they did everything they could to try to get at them because he saw them as strong. I need you to hear me. But they saw themselves as weak. The reason I say that is If the children of Israel thought themselves as strong, would they have really stayed there for so long? If they would have saw themselves as who they really are, would they have been slaves to someone else when they realized they got the true king on their side? See, that's another message. They they saw themselves as weak. He saw them as strong. And so the Bible says that he oppressed them and he did everything he could to come at them. And this right here, I promise you, y'all don't need to have a camera in my office when I'm studying. But I promise I jumped up and I ran around my, 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 my desk there and I began to thank God because this is the scripture that pulled me out. It was Exodus chapter 1 and verse 12. It said, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and the more they grew. In other words, the attacks that the enemy put upon them was to make them weaker. But somehow they got stronger. Somehow they rose up. He didn't know what to do the more 
he came at them, the more they got stronger. I just want to encourage somebody here today. You may feel weak, but you're still strong. I feel like somebody could stand up and say what Joe said. Let the weak say I am strong. Come on, would you just raise your hands in this house and begin to talk to God? Devil, I may be down uh, and I may be out, uh, but I'm still strong. <laughs> you may have attacked me to bring me out, uh, but I'm still strong. Uh, and in the end, I'm going to be wiser. Uh, in the end, I'm going to be better. Come on, just talk to him right now. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.